Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everyone. Shep Hyken here on Amazing Business Radio, and I'm excited today because we have a good friend of mine who I've actually known for many, many, many years, but we didn't become friends until, I'm going to say, four or five years ago, maybe at the most, and his name is Nick Knight, and he is the CEO and co-founder of a company called Revisit, which is an amazing platform. Uh, As he likes to say, it's for connected online learning products, but as we get into this conversation, you're going to find out there's a lot of application for people who want to write a book, for companies that want to create content for their customers, uh, or for people that are in the business of providing content and just want another vehicle and a way to get it done and get it done well and right. So here's a really cool thing about Nick, and this is where Nick and I met years ago. I actually think he and I may have met either in Portugal or Amsterdam. I think it was Portugal. Nick, is that right? I think it was Portugal, yeah. Portugal. And this is when Nick had hair and a gorgeous wife. He still has the gorgeous wife. He just doesn't have the hair. <laughs> he his, was known. He had an act. That's right. He toured all over the world with a magic act his act better known and you can google this you can uh, look at it on youtube nicholas knight and kinga k-i-n-g-a kinga is his wife and they've appeared on stage and television uh uh, over 30 countries i mean the guy's been everywhere he's a really cool dude he's a forward-thinking dude ladies and gentlemen boys and girls welcome to amazing business radio my buddy nick knight Wow, I'll never be able to live up to that introduction. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a great guy, man. I just love you, and we've gotten to become friends. I mean, when was it? Maybe three years ago, four years ago. When did we uh, start yeah, to about, connect? No, about, yeah, about four years ago, I yeah. think it was. Or reconnect. You you decided to exit the reconnect. world of magic and enter the world of real business, not show business, but uh, uh, real business, I guess, because you created this great app, and I call it an app, but it's a great uh, a great platform. For publishing, and I think that's one of the things we want to talk about today is how the world of publishing has changed. And not only that, it's not just about producing a book anymore. There's so much more you can do with that book. So give us a little background on Revisit. Well, the idea for Revisit was really born, uh, as they say, necessity is the mother of invention. So uh, I found myself in a in a position where I needed a solution. Um, and, and I wasn't working on a book at the time, although Revisit is a great way to deliver a book, although I would say any book today, you need to think about having a, a rich media aspect to it. Um, you know, there's, there's just no reason not to include video, to include audio, um, interactive elements and things like that. So when I and say you, book, And I'm you're really talking, talking about, about an e-book uh, or, or an online book, not necessarily, a, I mean, a physical book. Although I guess a physical book could tell you to go look at a website. Yeah, absolutely. I would say even a physical book, you can have a digital companion to that book uh, because there's just so much... Uh, that you can say and do in in multimedia that you just can't do in print, and it's you know it's really uh, kind of reflective of the world we live in now. But when I was uh, uh, kind of exiting the show business, you know, or as I like to call it, the the hard business, and getting into the easy business. <laughs> if you've ever been in show business, you'll get that. Um, yeah, it's but, not uh, easy when to I got get into, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. 
so yeah, and the idea was that you know I, I had gone in, I'd actually gone from uh, show business into uh, uh, television and film animation, and I was working in that industry for a while, for a number of years. And uh, you know, when the economy kind of collapsed in 2008, that industry really took it hard. In Hollywood, there was all the little boutique studios dried up, and there was no more work. And so I started thinking, well, what can I do? I'm a creative guy. I know how to make online games. I know how to make you know different things. Um, so I thought, well, I'm going to make my own company, and I'm going to start selling stuff online. I'm going to I'm going to make uh, interactive products and and things like that. So I started a company, and I made my first products, and I put them out, and they were available as downloads and as um, uh, DVD ROMs that were available on like Amazon.com and stuff. And uh, business was really good. I, I did a, a really nice kind of product launch with it and uh, some good marketing and, and uh, really kind of caught that uh, moment where uh, there was a lot of sales, a lot of traction. And then within a few months, I'm maybe like six months later, uh, things got kind of stagnant and they weren't really happening anymore. And what I found out was that when I Googled my product, I found out that my actual website was on page three of Google, uh, but page one and two and most of page three were filled with where to get my product for free. And uh, it turned out that everybody had just, they just shared it everywhere, you know, and because, you know, it was a download, right? So they could just do whatever they want with it, and it was a disaster. And I'd invested quite a bit of money, and I thought this was going to be the new thing I wanted to do. And uh, so, yeah, I found myself in a pretty difficult position, you know, what do I do? Do I just close up shop or, or, you know, some other people in that industry said, well, you just, you know, stick and move, right? You, you, you move on to the next thing, you know, your, your, your time has run out on that one. Now, you know, and I'm thinking that's a, that's not a great business model, you know, to sell it until it becomes saturated for free and then move on to the next thing. So yeah, but that's quite a compliment, I was work- by the way, I must add, um, you know, I have a buddy of mine who uh, is a speaker, and he sells his books at the end of the speech, and he went over to a foreign country, and he found his book had been pirated and was sell- selling in every bookstore under <laughs> a different label. Uh, and, he, and I think, you know, that's one of the biggest compliments an author can have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very flattering until kind you of. have to go to soup, the soup kitchen. But, uh, <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, no. So so anyway, so what happened was I was working on a new product, and um, and there was a little element of what it was going to be able to do that gave me this epiphany of having products that are actually stored in the cloud, and that everybody looks at that cloud instance uh, through an app, and then anytime I want, I could change that cloud instance, and they instantly update every single copy they that I've sold. Okay, so and now, now I think the, you're, you're getting ahead. You're getting ahead here because. Uh, I want to make sure that everybody listening understands what this product is, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna use. I know in your wor- world, Amazon uh, was where you started, but it's become a competitor of yours in a sort because that's what Revisit is. It's an alternative to Amazon. I'm not suggesting that an author not have a book on Amazon, but here's the thing: an ebook needs to be read on some type of device, a PC, a Mac, or for Amazon, you've got the Kindle. But if you don't have a Kindle, it could be read on your PC, Mac, it could be read on your iPad, and you have to download the Kindle app to be able to open up a book that you bought on Amazon. And that's really what Revisit is. The short shortcut to understanding this is that if you see a book on the Revisit store, by the way, the re- word Revisit, I know you told me it's because you want people to come back and revisit the book. 
And that's right. And you were just getting into the concept of if you change something in the book, you can alert all of the people who have the book that there's a change, and then they can come back and revisit the book with the new content. So just like you would have a Kindle app on your iPad, and I'll use an iPad as an example because that's what I ha- where I have my Kindle app and my Revisit app. I go to my Revisit app. I open up. I see all the different books I can buy. I download a book just like I download a book on Amazon. It's just what you're encouraging your authors to do is to not stop at the book but go into, as you called it, rich media content, meaning there might be a link to a video that's stored in a private spot that the only way they can get to it is through that link, right? That's correct. You know, the, the kind of great thing for, um, as far as the delivery mechanism goes, is that on our platform you can have content that's not available anywhere else. The only people that can see it are actual paying customers who have that product. So, for, uh, for example, you know, if, you, if you put inside your product some, some videos, let's say you're doing some, some training, uh, in your, it's an information product, so you've got a book, but it's got some training aspect to it, you can have videos in there, and those videos don't turn up on search engines. They don't turn up in the web. They're only able to be seen inside that product. So you know, now you have a way to really monetize any kind of content you want. It can be video. It can be audio. It can be you know, uh, private web pages that are also exclusive within your product. Any of that kind of rich media can be right inside that, that book or course or whatever it is that you want to monetize. It's digital. And the beautiful thing is people can't steal it. I mean – you can, I know it's good for up to what is it three or five devices if you if you buy six the product. devices six devices no but what I mean by that is is I, if I download it onto my iPad I can also download it onto my PC onto my but I can't go beyond that which means I can't share it with dozens or hundreds or thousands of my friends correct correct yeah that that's exactly right um, it's you know, you're allowed to have uh, six authorized devices at one time. They can be your Mac, your PC, your iPad, your iPhone. Um, you know, you can have those. So you have it everywhere you want to be, but you just can't give it to all your friends and post it online. I mean, it's it's really, uh, you know, exclusive to the customer. Yep, and I love that aspect of it because a lot of people are concerned with people downloading something. But let's talk about uses for it. And and actually, we're, we're coming up on a short break here, so maybe that's what we'll do when we come back from the break is – who can use this? Now, right now, I think most people are thinking of, well, I'm not an author. Please don't stop listening because you don't necessarily have to be an author to take an incredible advantage of this technology. There is so much that you can do. It's not just about putting a book up in the cloud. No, it's so much more than that. So we'll talk about that when we come back. We've been talking with Nick Knight of Revisit, who is revolutionizing the publishing industry. My name's Chef Hike, and this is Amazing Business Radio. Don't go away. If you're an entrepreneur and run a small business, then Sarah Petty's book, Worth Every Penny, is for you. Sarah shares tips on how to create a profitable business without participating in a slash-and-burn price war with your competitors. If you want to maximize your advantages over the big box stores, go to Amazon.com and check out Sarah Petty's book, Worth Every Penny. Build a business that thrills your customers and still charge what you're worth. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep Hyken here, back on Amazing Business Radio with Nick Knight, founder of 
Revisit. So Revisit, cool concept. Uh, we're, we, I really do believe it's going to change the publishing industry. It's actually starting to do so. People don't see books as a typical just a, a book, an online book. It's uh, One of the things that's really cool is that I have a buddy of mine. He's an author, and he writes for the insurance industry, very specific to the insurance industry. And he, he's always been afraid to put out a book because the laws are always changing, and whatever he writes today is going to have to rewrite in six months or a year. And the beautiful thing about Revisit is that he writes the book, puts it on the Revisit platform. Somebody buys it just like they would buy a book on Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. Uh, they download it to their device uh, so they can read it uh, on the iPad or Mac or PC or their iPhone or Android or whatever. And then uh, six months later, the government changes a law. He goes in. He changes the book to comply with the new law. And recognize it, and then uh, because of the way Revisit is set up, he actually sends a message to everybody that has bought that book or owns that book. Maybe he's given the book away, and it says, "There's an update. Do you want to get the latest version?" And you say yes, and it syncs with the latest version, which, by the way, is a perfect lead-in to your book that you've written called "Synced: Supercharge Your Business with Power uh, with the Power of Connected Products." So, Nick, how'd I do? Is that, did I give a good explanation about synchronization and and all that? Yeah, every, everything. You, you got one little one little part not quite accurate. I'll make it. I'll make a quick little correction to that. Okay. You actually, if you're the if you're the author and you change that book, you just change it. And everybody has the latest version. There's no right. – see, there's not like Kindle where you have to go say, oh, I want the update and jump through some hoops to get it. No. As soon as you hit publish, everybody has the new version. It's just pushed out to them automatically. It's automatic. So okay. It's author, even you're, better. You're in control of it. I love yeah. that. I love that. And the nice thing is is that anybody that buys the book, you actually – or you know, and I know we did a, a free version of, of my last book because if you bought my book – through Amazon or Barnes and Noble, uh, you automatically received uh, a free ebook version, and we did it through your platform, and that was a great promotion. And we had lots. Well, of I tell you that that solves a huge, huge problem in the in the publishing industry right now. And one of the one of the strategies behind that was because, you know, when you're selling books, uh, whether they're in a bookstore, uh, whether they're through you know online purchases, or even if they're in Kindle or iBooks, all of these places leave the author with an unknown customer because none of those return an email address or any kind of customer data. And that's a huge problem because, you know, if you're an author, you're in business too, and you need to know who your customers are and have a relationship with them. And one of the great things about using Revisit as part of that strategy, even if you're selling physical books, is to make a digital companion or, or even just the ebook version either way uh, to make it available. When they buy your book, they get the free other thing because then you know who your customers are and you can start to have a conversation with them and start to get to know them and know what they want and deliver on that value. All right. So let's talk about who the customers are. Apart from authors, what other types of customers, what other industries can use this platform? Well, you know, it's it's a, a platform that's really, really robust. Um, you can use it in a lot of different ways. And, and really works for whether companies are online businesses or, or brick-and-mortar businesses. Um, I'll give you a good example. So uh, I recently consulted with a local gym, you know, just a regular place you pay every month to go to the gym. And the idea was that they use a product on our platform as a membership value. So what that would have inside of it would be, imagine you join a gym and they say, hey, 
get this digital product inside our short videos on every single piece of equipment in the gym that shows you how it works, how you adjust it, what muscles it works on, all of those things so that you don't feel, you know, you go into the gym nowadays and you don't know what half the stuff does, right? So you can go in, you can be familiarized with everything. Plus, they could give uh, workout tips. They could give diet tips. Um, they were going to put in some, you know, on-the-road training. Like, when you know, if you're an executive and you travel a lot and you don't get to get to the gym, they can give you some videos and stuff to work out in your hotel room. I mean, all of these things. It's sort of a very rich uh, kind of uh, uh, online club for the members of the physical club. And so that's one way that you can do it. And they can push out new stuff all the time and keep their members engaged even when they can't show up at the gym. Uh, that's brilliant. So that's one example brilliant. of one way to use it. Uh, I would imagine. Another way is, oh, um, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say another way is, um, you know, we, we actually start to have musicians using the platform. Now, when you deal with musicians, you have the same problem that authors have, which is they're selling music and the customer is buying a download and they're not... And, and the musician or the band doesn't know who their customers are. And those are fans, right? Music music fans. But they don't know who they are. So that's the same problem that the authors have. So we have musicians now starting to use Revisit. They package their music so that instead of just selling somebody 10 MP3s, they're actually packaging it in this rich product that allows them to, of course, give the downloadable MP3s, which everybody needs, right, to put it on their variety of devices or listen to it in their car or whatever, but in addition to that, they're packaging it with exclusive videos and behind-the-scenes footage and even exclusive communities where you can actually interact with the members of the band. All of this is like customer reward. It's, it's, a, it's a loyalty program, essentially, or if you want to call it a 21st century fan club, uh, so that you know, if you buy our album, if you buy our music, you're kind of in our inner circle now. You get access to all this exclusive merchandise and exclusive uh, content. So it's a, it's a really kind of a great way to engage the fans and to know who your fans are and have a relationship with them. All right, so this is far more than publishing. This is marketing. Oh, it's definitely marketing. You know, one of the great things is if you can add new content to your product anytime you want, you can also add uh, advertisements and promotions. So imagine, um, Shep, you're a speaker and you travel all over the world. Right inside your book that you've sold on Revisit, if you wanted to, if you had the opportunity, let's say you were going to go speak at a big conference somewhere that the public goes to, right? And I remember I saw you speak at a marketing conference one time. That's right, you, you did. Could be able, yeah, you could put a promotional thing right inside your book that says, hey, if you're in the San Diego area and you want to come see me speak, you could do that and talk right to your customers. You could give them an exclusive discount or any of these. So there's all of that kind of loyalty marketing stuff that you can do right inside your product. So it's in a sense, it's like if you do a newsletter, it might be a place to publish a newsletter where you're constantly – uh, adding value, and, and it's a different way, and this is what I like about it. When people receive a newsletter online, it's emailed, it's got a temp. I'm guilty of this. I do a weekly newsletter. I, this, I do it. You know, Maybe I need to switch to the Revisit platform and get my subscribers to go there, uh, get it, it. We don't charge them for it, but they get the, the code to come in. I'll be able to track just as I can track who's opening my newsletters online. I'll be able to track to see who's uh, downloading or using uh, the product. And, uh, gosh, what a great way, another delivery mechanism, another delivery method, if you will, uh, to, to get that out. And, and it's also different, so maybe you stand out a little bit. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and, and that's part of the thing is, you know, the value proposition for these kind of products is a lot higher as well because if you sell somebody a book – and, you know, they buy your book, 
we've all done it. We buy a book, we're excited about the book, and then it kind of sits there and we forget to read it or we don't have time to read it or whatever. Um, you know, with this, the value proposition is a lot higher. You can say, when you buy my, my digital product, not only does it have all this cool stuff in there, but it's got a community built inside of it, you know, where it's exclusive just to people that are interested in the same thing, where I'm also, you know, you as the creator, you're there. They can ask you questions. You can engage with them that way. You can really raise, and you say, plus this book will never be finished. I'll keep adding new information as I discover it and adding bits and pieces and videos and give you, you know, exclusive discounts, all of those things. It, it just raises the value proposition of the product so much that it creates customers that become brand advocates. It takes those customers and gets them so excited that they have to tell other people about it. Right. And of course, that's that's one of the golden, holy grails of, of, of marketing. So, and I think it's beautiful. And, and everybody who's listening, I mean, it sounds like we're doing a big puff piece on Revisit. And honestly, I love Revisit. I think it's an awesome product. I love Nick Knight. He's a great dude, uh, you know, in, in a business sense, I love him. Uh, not, not, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want Kinga to get jealous the, uh, or, or, or Cindy, my wife, to get jealous either. But here's the thing. Whether you use Revisit, whether you decide to do traditional publishing, the ideas that we're talking about here are really, really important. The concept of being to uh, being able to update content and, and and interact with your tribe, and whether you decide, hey, I don't want to do it on Revisit, I want to do it on my Facebook fan page or business page, whatever it is, that's fine too. But there are some golden gems of ideas in this conversation we're having here that really apply to virtually any platform that you might be on. I totally agree. You know, that, that, and, and I want to say also, you know, it's really nice of you to bring up Revisit and talk about it. But I would say absolutely what you're saying. The, the key thing to remember is that once somebody purchases something from you, they should be part of your inner circle. They're part of your business family because they trusted you enough to give you their money now they've bought something from you, you want to reward that relationship. You want to keep giving them value, whether it's on Facebook, in a, in a secret group, or, or however, whatever that mechanism is that you have a relationship with them. It could be through email. You know, there's lots of ways to do it. But you want to remember that, you know, there's been studies. Uh, Lee Resource, for example, did a, an analysis that said that, um, you know, uh, a, a customer that you bring in for the first time um, is five times less likely to purchase from you again as an existing customer. So, you know, you really, when you're talking to your customers, you have a much, much higher possibility to sell to them again and to, you know, have other things that are going to affect your bottom line. So you want to really establish that loyalty channel with your customers. Right. And the key word is engagement. Figure out a way to engage with that customer at the very beginning and bring them into that community, uh, your customer community. All right, time for another quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about more marketing and sales ideas and a little bit more about the publishing industry. You've been listening to Nick Knight share his advice with us. My name is Shep Hyken. This is Amazing Business Radio. We'll be right back. How would you like customer service training anytime you want it or need it, day or night? Well, with Shepherd Virtual Training, you will have world-class customer service training at your fingertips online 24-7, 365 days a year. Just go to www.shepondemand.com. Once again, that's shepondemand.com. And remember, always be amazing. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep Hyken here back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Nick Knight about 
revisit about the publishing industry, about sales and marketing ideas and using uh, content, be it uh, like written, printed type content uh, that's in digitized format like a PDF or whether it be music or video or any any type of medium. If you If you can read it, hear it, see it, it can probably be done on revisit or, you know, uh, it's on the computer. Let's talk about marketing and sales. That's what we were getting ready to talk about uh, before you gave us a few gems. What else uh, related to this type of product, information product, that you can share with us, Nick? Well, I'd say, you know, the biggest mistake I see um, entrepreneurs and creative types making in, in their business, particularly online, you know, strategies is that they create a, a great product and then they have no marketing plan. You know, obviously that's a, that's a huge mistake, right? So, you know, just the idea that, and I see this all the time, where people just add a new product to their web store page, you know, their own personal uh, website, and they wait for the sales to come in. And, of course, the sales don't come in and then they're disappointed. So I'd say the biggest mistake they're making is that you need to really have a marketing plan. You know, marketing is going to require two kinds of investment, investments of time, and investments of money. So the investment of time is going to be social media and blogging and Periscope and writing articles and doing webinars and all those other ways that you're going to work on the top of the funnel, getting new people who've never heard of you before to find out about your product, right? And you're going to have to invest money to reach some of those people through online ads and doing, you know, retargeting and and all of those kind of things, even live events. You know, live events are another great way to let people know what kind of stuff you have available. But um, but then once you've done that, okay, you've got all these new customers coming in at the top. You know, in marketing terms, we talk about funnel, meaning that you know that's it's funnel shaped because all the people come in at the top that you've reached through all those various channels. And then as they start to become customers, you know that number really narrows down, right? So they start off with you know you got ten thousand people, and by the time they've all become customers, you've got a hundred people. Okay, so it's shaped like a funnel. But one of the things I see people not doing is taking care of the people who drip out the end of that funnel. And I call that entering the pipeline. And that, by so the way, you're you talking about the people who drip out of the, 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 the funnel. That, those are customers now. Those are paying customers. Those are paying customers, right. So you're getting what's called a conversion rate. You're getting a percentage of those people that you've talked to on social media or whatever marketing channels. You know, a percentage of them will become customers. And what I see people do is they treat it like they're fishing, right? They're casting a line out, they get a fish, they pull it in, then they cast the line out again, they go for the next fish, okay? It's really like planting seeds. You want to think of it in terms of when I get that customer, I want to really nurture them, I want to really take care of them, provide value, I want to let them know about the other things I have available, I want to give them a special deal, I want to give them front row seating at my event, I want to really take care of them. And when you do that, like seeds being planted, it's going to bear fruit, which then provide more seeds. And how the customer provides more seeds is they're so happy with your service, they're so happy with your product and, and all the stuff that you've done for them that they tell other people about it. They blog about you. They go to social media about you. And now you've created something that's really going to you know, increase your revenue, increase your bottom line. So I think it's important, again, to, to mention, you know, a lot of people listening to this uh, may not be, you know, solo entrepreneurs or small business or using or any uh, company may not use content to drive sales. The key here is to understand is once you have a customer, you need to do something special for them. And I don't care if you're in the manufacturing business, if you're a lawyer, an accountant, um, you can be a you know a speaker, an author like myself. I think 
you need to be thinking about what do you do with your customers after they become customers. And that's what you're talking about here. And so what value do you give them to make them want to come back? What value do you give them to make them want to talk about you to their friends, their colleagues, and even their family members if that's the type of product that you have? That's right. You know, uh, some of the ways that you can, you know, kind of uh, embrace that, you know, because, again, we're talking about companies that might not even be selling products. You know, they, it could be any kind of – it could be a restaurant. It could be, you know, whatever we're talking about here. There are ways to connect with your customer and, and do something meaningful that, for them um, that fits within your industry. For example, you could, you know, you could give them referrals. Um, you know, I know that uh, a lot of the people that I do business with, one of the great things about working with them – is that I'm able to introduce them to people that I know. They might be able to introduce me to people that, I, that they know. You know, that's a really valuable thing. That only comes from relationships. So that's one way. You know, if you, you know, I, I've seen, uh, uh, Shep, I've seen you do in your customer service uh, blogs and stuff, and, and you know, I, I follow you all the time, and I've seen you talk about where, you know, as a customer service point is if, if you don't have what the customer needs, you send them to the place that does have right. what they need. Even so if it's, it's a competitor. Kind of I hate when that happens. That's right. But even if it's, it's a competitor. <laughs> but the relationship level, right, is, is really great. I mean, just today I had somebody who contacted me who had signed up on our platform, was ready to build their products or whatever, and it's been a couple of months, and she said, you know what, I'm just not ready yet. Um, you know, is there anything I can do? And I said, you know what, no problem. And I, I put her account on hold so she doesn't get billed anymore. She still got all the training. She still got everything. You know, I said, let us help you get your products ready, and then we'll resume. You know, and she was so happy that that, that was a possibility. But, of course, it's a possibility, right? You want to make them happy and successful. That's our goal. Right. So you're going to change your name from Revisit to Resume It? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, so you uh, you, quick. I know. I know. I'm just I, – I couldn't resist. Hey, you made me think of something, and, you know, let's get totally away from – uh, a lot of these people that have these products and training. You said restaurant, and here's what I, I'm thinking. If a restaurant, I've always told restaurants, engage with your customers. How do you do that? Engage with the community. Why don't you put uh, recipes and how to cook them on a YouTube video? Isn't that cool if once every quarter or once during the season you, re- you, you shared some seasonal specialties and how to cook them? You know, that's not going to deter people from going out and having a great experience. If anything, it will endear them to you more. But here's the problem. With YouTube, people watch it, and guess what happens after they watch it? Nick, you know. I don't know. What they happened? go watch another video or they go do something else. Guess what the restaurateur does not have after they watch it? Gotcha. Yep. They don't have any information about the customer. They don't have any feedback. Nothing. Well, I mean, the person, of course, the person can leave feedback. But let's say you created a loyalty or a fan club for the restaurant. And, you know, it's like they're, they're mailing us. So we're going to give you we, – we've created this publication. It's great. We took our best recipes and we put them into a book. All you have to do is here. Here's a, a, a code, and you go to or, or the instructions on how to get the book, and they go on and we'll use revisit again. Uh, they go to the revisit website, they download the book, and now 
Uh, there's recipes and click here and now they watch a video of the chef or the owner preparing the recipe and guess what happens when summer comes around and there's new recipes and new things that they want to promote and and share in the summer months is they put those in the book and immediately it's updated they can and now they can share with their customers hey update to the book get our latest recipes get you know the new summer barbecue tips uh, whatever i'm just thinking if i'm a restaurateur this is a great idea that is really great. And, you know, what's great about that, too, is that, you know, in that scenario, you know, the customer's actually getting to know that owner or that chef. You know, there's, there starts to be, a, you know, that, that uh, you know, the chef, you go to a restaurant, you don't even see him. He's back in the kitchen. You never meet him. But now you're getting to know him. He's a personality to you. Maybe he's giving you not just recipe stuff, but maybe he's actually giving you cooking tips, you know, like in the kitchen. Here's a great way to do, you know, X and here's a great way to do Y so that you, like, actually become a better cook by being right, part of this. Right, and Maybe, you know, maybe, they're, maybe they have, like, some kind of a uh, community as part of that product where you can go and talk to other people and share recipes. And, like, all of those things, like, it feels like you're part of the thing. So when you walk into that restaurant the next time, I already know who the chef is. I would recognize him if he walks out. You know, all of those ways that you're making a connection with those customers is going to lead to them wanting to come back more often. Right. You could even engage in that scenario. You could even engage with your customers to ask them, what do they like that maybe isn't on the menu? I mean, you know, that could just – you could go on and on with that. I mean, yeah. it's a really and great example. I can't wait to go into that restaurant and say, hey, I want to order this item because I want to see if you can cook it as well as I can, thanks to you. <laughs> but, no, think about it. Yeah. You could be in the manufacturing business, and uh, you create some type of a, a product, if you will. And, again, these are products that are not always sold but given away. And maybe it's, you know, here's the latest technology that's come out. Here's the latest studies from the industry. Here's safety tips on, I mean, and you're constantly changing them and showing videos. I think there's so much that you can do. So hopefully our listeners are getting the idea that, you know, being in the publishing industry isn't just about creating a book and spending, you know, weeks and months toiling over uh, a Word document trying to get it ready for publication. No, this is a much bigger better, faster, and easier way to create a published product, not necessarily a true book, but it is like a book and much more, right? Absolutely, absolutely. So, so, all right, we're almost out of time, and what I want to do is give you a chance to share the one thing. I always love to share and have at the end the one thing that you want our listeners to walk away with and know about. Well, I think they know now about Revisit because we – we talked about that a lot more than I thought we were going to, but uh, <laughs> which I appreciate. Um, revisit.com spelled with two Z's, R-E-V-I-Z-Z-I-T. So now that we know about that, um, I'll, you know, one of the questions that people ask me all the time is, you know, how do I get started, you know, with this? How, what, what can I do? I, I, you know, I haven't written a book yet. I haven't done anything. So what I like to tell people is these days you can create video content. It's one of the most engaging, one of the most highly valued pieces of content you can create. And you don't just, you know, create it and put it on YouTube for the world. You create something. You can teach people things. You can talk about important things. um, But you do it through video. And what's great about that is you can have private distribution video, okay, that people actually pay for. So you can create a, a course that's nothing more than video, you know, six or ten videos. But the beautiful thing is everybody's got a phone that records video. And people, I mean, the video that phones record is really good quality. So it's a very simple, low-cost way to get into the game. Um, The other benefits of being on video is that they actually see your face, they hear your voice, they get to know you, right? So it's a great medium. 
So you're not just a, an anonymous, you know, uh, block of text. They actually see you. They hear your voice. They know who you are. So I'd say get started with video. Um, once you have your video done, let's just say that you do six videos and you say, I'm going to give these away or I'm going to sell these, whatever you want. But that's going to be your distribution product, right? Once you have that video done, you can take the video, you can take the audio off that video and you can use that as an audio product. Let people have that to listen to in their car, listen to on their phones. Um, and then you can take the audio portion and have it transcribed. If you have it transcribed, it's now book content and you can deliver it that way. So now you're hitting all the ways people like and enjoy their content. You've got video, you've got audio, you've got it written. So when you mix and match all of these things, you can put them all together as one thing or you can give people a choice. But you see how very quickly and very easily you start to build your online uh, empire of products and uh, and you're in the online product business. And I, I think it's important. And whether you want to be in the online product business or just want to use the online uh, capabilities to help promote your existing products. And again, you know, I'm thinking, uh, wouldn't it be cool? I mean, think of the companies. Even um, I, I, I watched. Um, well, I used to watch Anheuser Busch commercials, and when in St. Louis, Missouri, where I live, Anheuser Busch was was started here. August Bush, the third, and even the fourth before the brewery was sold off, would get on national TV and actually be the star of their own breweries commercials and you started to feel like you got to know the ceo or the chairman of one of the largest brewers in the world because they're on that video video is great now a couple of things that i want to share and then we got to wrap it up is that video is good but it doesn't have to be the most perfect quality but your audio does have to be good so make sure even if you use your phone make sure you're in a quiet place or or spend 30 or 40 dollars and plug uh, an external microphone into it so that the, the audio is really crisp because people will forgive the video quality much more than they'll forgive the audio quality. Even though it should be done right, uh, it's still inexpensive and easy to do with, with something as simple as an iPhone. Any right. any other That's thoughts really about this? And then we're going to wrap up. And you've given us great advice, great thoughts. And, you know, I know I pitched Revisit pretty hard for you, Nick. And I know when we got on here, I said, don't pitch Revisit. This is, <laughs> But, you know, what? <laughs> it's a great product, man. I can't tell you how much I appreciate, you know, when we first started working on this. And I, I just, wow, this is just fantastic. And it's not expensive to get into, very inexpensive. So, and, and you know, yeah. I'm not going to get into pricing here. If somebody's interested, they can go on and they can learn more about it by going to revisit.com, R-E-V-I-Z-Z-I-T. So any closing words for us, Nick? Well, I think we covered a lot of ground here. I, I hope we've inspired some people to kind of think about their customers more and, and to try and make a connection with them and engage them a little bit. Uh, that's really going to pay off in spades, you know, and, um, and also, you know, just, like you said, you don't have to even sell digital products. Just think of the ways that your company could benefit if there was a way to deliver information to customers or even potential customers, for that matter, through audio, through video, through written stuff, through exclusive content, things that aren't you know just being put out on social media, the actual stuff that people are going to want to pay for or that you want to deliver to a select group of people, um, you know, it's it's really the kind of the, the trend, the way things are going in business, and it really affects every business. So I hope, hopefully we've inspired some people to think about new ways to accomplish that. Well, I know I've always inspired when I talk to you, and, and I know you've inspired me. So hopefully the rest of the people listening will be inspired as well. Thank you, everybody, for listening in. This has been a great 
Great show. Nick Knight of Revisit, R-E-V-I-Z-Z-I-T.com. Don't waste time. Go there as soon as we finish up the show. It's time to do it. All right, so it's time for me to remind everybody what I always remind everybody to do at the end of every show, and that is to always be amazing. This is Chef Hyken. I'll see you on the next show. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.